From Sacramento, the Bishop's Radio Hour with Bob Dunning. Focusing on today's issues in the context of gospel values. Now, here's Bob Dunning on Relevant Radio. That's me. Welcome to you on this beautiful day the Lord has made. Appreciate you all being with us on the Bishop's Radio Hour as we uh, are now in our 24th year on the air. And then we want to thank everyone who has helped us along the way all the underwriters and all the, the wonderful guests we've had, uh, the support of Bishop Wiegand initially, and then uh, the great support now of Bishop Soto, and regular guest on this program. And uh, one of best wishes as well to our sister station, uh, Radio Santissimo Sacramento, which is just doing so well as well. And of course, the real important people, you, the listeners. So thank you, thank you all for listening. Every, every now and then I'll run into somebody somewhere and They'll say, "I recognize your voice from somewhere." They don't. They don't have any idea what you look like. I recognize. Oh, is, are you on Catholic radio? You know, I love it when they say, "Are you on Catholic radio?" It just it has a nice ring to it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Jane Lee is here. God's Heart and Hands Ministry. Good to be here. Thank you. But it is so good to hear people listen to Catholic radio. It's just firming up their foundation and protecting them, I think, spiritually and mentally, especially parents, because I'm all about parents with God's heart and hands ministry. Yes, parents, the first educators of our children. Yes. According, you know, people people, people that don't know the Catholic Church will say, oh, if, what do you think Catholic, the Catholic Church teaches about who are the first educators? They'd probably say, well, the church. And I'd say, no, mm-hmm. actually, the church says the parents mm-hmm. are the first educators of their children. Right. Which makes a heck of a lot of sense because uh you know god gave that child parents i've I've said that to my kids a few times you know um not during times of trouble which we really haven't had i mean they're i mean we have the normal problems Mm -hmm. sure but you know like you got an f what oh okay (laughs) yeah you know that kind of thing right But, but but um i say you know your mom and me are the parents that God gave you, you know, mm-hmm. period. So right. he he has his reasons. That's right. You know, it's not just a generic mom and a generic dad and 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 you could have been anywhere, you know. And, and You were selected. You were selected, and, and you also were selected to be with us. And it you know, sounds like... You were selected like a, to be our child, you know. And right. I mean, and, I mean, and they're all different, mm-hmm. and they all have different challenges, some sometimes major challenges and sometimes not, but and, and you, you, sometimes you go, well, why can't they all understand math like right. X or right. or or work hard like mm-hmm. Y or you know, mm-hmm. and you know, no, God gave them all their talents and they gave them all their 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 challenges, mm-hmm. all the uniqueness, and it sounds like an obvious statement when you say. When you tell your kids, we are the parents God selected for you. But with everything that's going on in culture, our culture right now, it's not so obvious. And part of the mission of God's Heart and Hands Ministry is to remind parents that they are the link between God and their children. And they have a pivotal place. And when I looked at the commandments, looking through that lens, the first three are about God. The bottom six are about human behavior. The one in the middle, the bridge, if you will, is honor thy father and mother. Absolutely. And, And what were some of the last words that Jesus spoke on the cross? It was about motherhood and childhood and connecting. Mother, here is your son. Son, here is your mother. And it was almost like a, I want to remind everybody one last time that the importance of parenthood and it's being distracted and diluted right now. And I would almost say fractured because of all the expectations and all the interference, if you will, and just the simplicity of we're heading into um, Advent and the Christmas season. And here comes all the magazines, or the um, advertisements of own this, then you should go here and you need to. And Wait a minute. Don't we have to have Halloween first? You, <laughs> and you think so? That's what I hear. That was, that was the normal. That was the normal. I think Christmas is going to be next week as, you know, as, as far as we pushed up the schedule. Halloween showed up in August, so I'm thinking Christmas is next week kind of thing. But that important part of parents is we're just responding because we never before have parents had to deal with this much interaction with society in their job. Their divinely ordained job as parents, society was always on the other side of the wall, but now it's very much inside, and so it's a it's a mix, and and we have we have to come up to speed to say no, we're putting God back in the center. 
what does God want us to do? And what you just said about parents being the first teachers, that and the commandment and what God has said, it doesn't take much to realize the, the gravitas of parenthood. And I would offer that it's the not only the most influential, but the hardest job. Because what also is the, 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 the supreme example of love is sacrifice. In parenthood, you sacrifice everything over time. Everything. You're, the hot shower, the hot meals, the sleep. Um, anything you liked, they're going to put muddy footprints or <laughs> fingerprints on. So we learn a lot, but it's actually a, a huge job and so reminding parents putting god back in the center and that's what comes first i just say that when we do that we have to it shifts it turns things around it's not going to change what society thinks but i think it'll help families reorient well you know parenthood is is i've i've said, I've said this for a long time and and really firmly believe it uh, it's it's people say you know i want to i want to do this i want to change the world i want to do mm -hmm. all these things and, and uh, i mean in, in, a, in a positive way right um, not just i just want to go make a million dollars and mm -hmm. and give my kids all the things that i didn't have i, I that I one drives that me a little bit crazy but right you know like crazy why why does that drive you crazy well because you... because i i was from a family of five we weren't poor we but we you know any any money I had to buy a baseball glove, I earned, you mm -hmm. know, from d doing whatever, pulling weeds in the neighbor's yard or, or as many, many, many people did. And, I mean, we were never hungry. We weren't dirt poor or anything. Right. But dad was, was in college when mm -hmm. we with five kids, and mom was working nights as, as a nurse back when nurses. Nurses now make a good living. They mm -hmm. did not make a good living no, back in those not. days. Uh, they were barely above minimum wage. And and so it was a, it was a struggle. They were renting. Mm -hmm. They were you know just trying to figure it all out. You know, and but we had love in spades. Wow. You know, and so when I hear people say, "I want to give my kids what I didn't have," usually they're not talking about that. You know, and, and isn't I, that I interesting? They're talking materialistically. I want to yes. give my kids what. What I did have, which yes. was which was love, mm -hmm. you know. And to meet your kids, you know that you you to meet your kids, you see that you get you did give them that. Yeah, I hope so. Well, and they're they're very grounded. They're very, um, how would you say, sure of themselves in that it's not an overextension of their boundaries, but it's like they're very competent for what they for for where they're at in life and very steady, and that's huge. They're not distracted. They're not pulled by other expectations. And you can see that they have that inner peace mm -hmm. um, that comes from knowing that God is in, is in yeah. control and in the center of the family. So, so yeah, I, and I've said, you know, you want to change the world, it starts in the home. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's where you will change the world. That's where you will raise people that do the right thing in the world. Well, Mother Teresa must have gotten it from you then. Like she, said. <laughs> she said that, right? Yeah. Peace, peace begins in the home. Yeah, and, and all the, unfortunately, a lot of our world leaders probably didn't have that. You yeah. know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, we, we, we don't, we do, do not talk politics or world politics or anything right. else here. But, but it's you know the the some of the things that some people stand for you go how 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 could how could they have grown up to right stand for that um and you know it, it is it is the most important thing you do mm -hmm. i mean uh, besides i mean the obvious of your relationship with god and and passing on the faith but the and it, and it is is easily the most challenging it's mm -hmm. it's there are a lot of tough jobs, uh, physical jobs in the mm -hmm. world. There are a lot of tough mental jobs in the world, mm -hmm. but but you don't get to start with parenting at eight in the morning and get off at five. No, it's it's twenty four seven. Right, right. It's, and, and it's still even even as our youngest is now eighteen, mm -hmm. and we have four in college. It's you're still I'm still their dad, and Shelly's still their mom. Mm -hmm. You know, it's that's that that doesn't end right and your your uh, observation about world leaders and i think you're just talking about people of influence or that we see in the media uh, that we see headlines about is how could you think that and that speaks to a very subtle yet 
crucial part of parenthood that we, that isn't obvious in, until you're in it is that time spent with your children that's where we the, these conversations come up where we mold sure. them and there was a, a big push for quality time not quantity time no actually they need, they need both they, they yes they do well, well, yes you know uh, i'm a big believer that all time should be quality time yes i just should be quality time i, I mean I, and i'm not sure what what that means you know i mean uh, um, I think it means well. In reality, it's attentiveness. It's mental presence. I, I know that, yeah. that some of the, I won't say the best family moments, but you know the the, the notion that we're all sitting around the table eating dinner, which is great. That's mm-hmm. wonderful. That's really wonderful, and that's that's something that that well with with my wife's influence because she really really believes in that. When mm-hmm. we're having a birthday party or we're having that kind of thing. We're going to make sure that big dining room table, it doesn't have my typewriter and all my <laughs> stuff on it. We're right. going to make sure that that's got some flowers in the middle and everybody's mm-hmm. going to sit around that table. Mm-hmm. Um, and because we're all going to talk. But some of our best family moments are 18 people sitting on the same couch sometimes in each other's laps, uh-huh. watching something on TV. Right, just being together, you know, just being the be, time. It could be a game, could be a sitcom, could be mm-hmm. a drama, but just, it's, it's my favorite show. It's, it's a shared experience. Favorite, it's a shared experience right. where they talk about it beforehand, they talk about it after. Mm-hmm. You know, and it becomes and they, part of your family you story. You almost make a date to, to have, I mean, mm-hmm. in, in the olden days uh-huh. you had to make a date because if you missed it you missed it oh that's true <laughs> now you it's did. like you can watch the whole series at once you can right but you still have to make a date because kids are so busy exactly. and parents are, are so scheduled exactly. but then that story what that shared experience becomes part of your fa- family fabric remember that joke or that scene yeah. and so on and and the sadness that kind of hit me in when the video stores were out and the families would be getting three videos one yeah. for the parent one yeah. for the older kids one for the younger kids because they were going to split off and and i know that experience as a because that's what my family did as well but they did it with tv there was a tv in every room so i know that fragmentation and you don't realize it at the time until later on so that's why it's good to talk about it and bring it up to say that that shared experience of a family whatever you're doing whether you're just sitting there a late meal together because I used to move family time late if their dad was getting home late we'd had family we'd had the kids already been fed obviously and they're heading off to bed but it was we had that FaceTime I made sure they had that time with their dad and that that all being together because it was a stronghold of the family and then fast forwarding just recently talking to a public school a middle school teacher and he was going to do a class for the middle schoolers on suicide and so as, as quickly as I heard that, I was like, and we were walking to it. And it's like, okay, so tell me why. What's going on that we have to do this now? And he said, social media and lack of family dinner. Hmm. Because they don't have that, just that relaxed FaceTime to bring things up. FaceTime being, you know, in front of each other, seeing each other's faces. And that's another piece of parenthood that's so crucial is because if the kids see that you're, see that we are on our phone or busy or doing something else, they're not going to bring something up. But if they see that we're just relaxed, there's no distraction, that we're moving, they will then interject. I mean, the thing that I've always found fascinating is, as, especially as they got older, was discussing their homework with them as much as helping them do it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like so often, it's harder, I know you're a math tutor. Uh-huh. It's, it's harder with, with math. There's not a lot of just. There is. Discuss, it's very hard but, for parents. But, but, but it is. There are there are fun things about numbers and stuff when kids are kids mm-hmm. are little games you can play with numbers things but but when they come home from high school with a you know a term paper assignment about, oh I see uh, what you uh, mean discussing the, the assignment to, to beforehand. actually discuss the issues as mm-hmm. much as the assignment okay it's got to be three pages long it's got to be double spaced it's got to mm-hmm. how am I going to get that much stuff out of it you know how am I going to stretch right. it you know right and but it's 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 helpful, but it's also just, I, I think, good as a parent. You're discussing the whole, the whole issue, you mm-hmm. know. You're and sharing the wealth of your I knowledge as well. I remember one of well. our kids had, had a, a, a paper on Cesar Chavez. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it was like, okay, let's, let's 
analyze, let's, let's talk, who is he? Do you even know who he is? Do you even, you know, um, and what did he do? And, mm-hmm. and what were, why were, why were there people against him? And why are there people, you know, mm-hmm. there, there are very few. We've kind of, I think, with, with, with people in the past, like, Washington and Jefferson and, and all you know, Paul Revere and all this mm-hmm. they're they're put in the category of just of secular sainthood if you will mm, okay it, you know like mm-hmm. like we don't realize that even then there were people that opposed them there were people mm-hmm. you know that most people that became household names whether mm-hmm. a Caesar Chavez or a Thomas Jefferson they they, they didn't operate in a vacuum they didn't have a hundred percent. So, but history treats them now as if they did. Mm, good point. I mean, we right. have we honor their birthdays, right? You know, I mean, um, that means that like like the government has decided it's worthwhile. Mm-hmm. This person was so honorable. We're going to, like I say, it's almost like a secular sainthood. We're going to honor true. Their, That's true. Their birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, and. But just to discuss all these things, you know, what made Cesar Chavez who he was? Mm-hmm. He was a daily communicant, by the, by mm-hmm. the way, mm-hmm. you know. Um, what what motivated him? I think an awful lot of what motivated him for economic justice, if you will, um, was his Catholic faith, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, a, a heart for the underdog, mm-hmm. a heart for the poor, a heart for for uh the dignity of labor mm-hmm. and 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 then and he had people opposing him i mean because it was you know controversial right you know and um so it, i think that that's real helpful to have those kinds of conversations with mm-hmm. your kids as opposed to just what are we going to get how are we going to get through this term paper right right because you have shared experience that are different from them and then you also have the benefit of the stories your parents told you Mm -hmm. so you're a a container of oral history if you will and everything they get and we're realizing this now everything on the internet that they would turn to because they're not going to books not going to librarians and asking them for references and so on has been written by someone and even the different search engines will produce different results so for that neutral Neutral insofar as we're going to give you 360 degrees of the whole situation. Because a lot of times, they, like you said, it's, it's um, secular sainthood. So everything is given in a certain way. But then when you talk about the reason that people were opposing it or what was going on, um, I'm finding it interesting that as my kids move out into the world, I have experiences with other adults that they will never get off of Google. Uh, my father-in-law was involved with um, the railroad unions. Mm-hmm. And that what it brought and what his in point was was an intent his intent and in working through it that's part now because unions are in a very different place than they were 30 years ago and so just another piece and it makes them think and that's part of the parent that's part of the job of parenthood is to broaden their perspective and yet still orient them in god like you said he was a daily communicant and that very much in his faith and infused why he did what he did mm-hmm. and gave him strength along the way because he went through great Great we don't know if he read Rerum, Rerum Novarum or not, but uh, he, he may well have. Right, but and, he lived it. But he lived, lived it, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, um, uh, he's, a, you know, was born in Arizona, I believe, and mm-hmm. uh, was very prominent in California, obviously, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, led, led, led some boycotts, led, you know, it was, mm-hmm. I mean, he was a controversial figure in California, but mm-hmm. he... he Affected a lot of change, in, in mm-hmm. my opinion, for good. But it, it, it's it's almost nowadays. It's almost that's almost a political statement, too. Right, and, right. Um, but we also help our children to have those difficult conversations in a neutral way. We have we help them because, like you said earlier, we are their first teachers, and and love is the first commandment. Right? You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. No, it's it's not in a little. We're all in, and we're commanded and expected to be all in. Right. And when we do that, to to treat another person with love, love your your enemy per se, someone that's different from you, someone that has a different viewpoint, we have to show our children, we have to entertain the other, the different view, and we have to do it neutrally, which is becoming a, a um, art 
rather than <laughs> common common thing. But we have to, and that's where parents have tremendous amount of influence. And so the part of the purpose of God's Heart and Hands ministry is just to remind parents we don't have to deal with the chaos on the outside of the walls, but coming back and really looking at through Scripture, which is really, it, and that's where the Internet comes in. You can type in a subject, Bible and that subject, and here's a load of Scripture or someone has written on it to help you dive deeper into it and to help you like, okay, let's just reorient what's in our house. We don't have to take everything. We don't have to let everything in, which is huge because I know my mother in the 50s and 60s, it was the Sears Roebuck catalog, the toy catalog, one. And now it's it's endless. If we wanted to fix the environment, just stop all the those colored advertisements that come from like what, October 1st through December 31st, all the advertisements and so on, advertising concepts. Do you remember, um, in fact, I was talking to an adult about it the other day, um, the dolls, Cabbage Patch dolls. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? A long time ago. That was a media or a, an advertising and marketing uh, success. Why were they so successful? Why were parents standing in line? Because what was on the outside said, this is important. You need mm-hmm. to have this. Well, now we're that much further down the road as it's moved through every every season, every Christmas seems to have a different toy to search out. But it's time to back up because it's getting to be too much of them coming in, if you will, them being the advertiser saying, oh, this is what your kids are going to want. And I noticed year after year, whatever the popular Disney movie was, was the Halloween costumes and was also the Christmas sure. toy. And not just them, but every other, the, whatever the successful movie was and so on. And well, so, I think it's, it's even, it's now, it used to be certain movies would hit and they'd become a phenomenon and then some of the merchandise or most of my kids say merch. Right, would, right, would, merch. Would follow. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, that was such a popular movie. We should come up with a doll or we should come right. up with a, a food or a, or a whatever. Mm-hmm. And now, with a lot of the movies, it's all about the merchandise ahead of time. We're going to, uh, what, what was it, Frozen. You know, I mean. Right, it's already that, planned. It's already planned that we're going to have these whatevers and this and this and this and this and this right uh and some of it will hit some of it won't i mean i look at um what was it et mm-hmm. uh, oh dear gosh yes eating um i can't i remember what he, he ate or didn't eat it was either i think he ate reese's pieces okay that sounds about but, right but as i understand uh, there was a story behind it that that they wanted they wanted him to eat m&ms or something uh-huh and I could I could be mixing, mixing it up, okay. but, but it was there were one of right. the popular candies, and the maker of M and M's, which I think is Mars, mm-hmm. yes, said no, no, or you have to compensate us, or something like that, and so he ate Reese's Pieces instead, wow. and they exploded, you wow. know, but it wasn't intention, you know, it was right. like he was supposed to be eating M and M's, right, and they couldn't work it out, and but it wasn't planned. That that was it was just kind of a cute thing that this yes. ET liked Reese's Pieces, right? You know, and and that's the way it used to be with like somebody would, but now it's like a beverage they drink or anything in right. a, in a movie mm-hmm. is going to be into, or on a TV show is going to be intentional, right? Because we've learned over time with the success of those movies that it it then became a planned thing. So, okay, we're going to have this out, especially when the the different um, popular things like Pirates of the Caribbean was multiple movies or Harry Potter and so on. They already had all the merchandise in place. So they hit the ground running. So it was set. But now that we've lived through it, in the beginning they saw it, then it became very um, um, formulaic, if you will. There was a formula and a pattern. It was predictable. That now that we've lived through it so long and we're kind of dealing with it, we parents, we don't have to fight what they do. We can just we get to decide what comes in our house. And when we have the focus of what does God want us to do? How does God want us to raise these children? Because when we are made the the first parents and the primary parents, with that comes the influence and the responsibility, the divine authority, if you will, to to be that and to pray that and that the huge responsibility that what comes in, that we have, to, we can just participate in that, that alone. Yeah. I tell parents with the with the kids with the with the tutoring families, look at the look at the phone, look at what's coming in, and realize that anything can come in. 
and they don't look at it that way because but they but they see the shift quickly in their child and and we know about all those pieces but we can't fight that we can't it, it's there's so many pieces in so many ways but when we start with god in the center then we know what the criteria is mm-hmm. what is god looking for us to do in deuteronomy 6 4 through 9 There's such power in the words um, that Moses was speaking. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone, with an exclamation point. Therefore, you shall love the Lord your God with your whole heart, with your whole being, and your whole strength. Totally encompassed. Yep. So if, if we do nothing more than raise our children to love, what does that look like? And that's not always sunshine and roses, as you know. It's a difficulty on the playground. It's the difficulty in the neighborhood. It's a difficulty on the, on the team that they're on. How do we handle? And we have to help them. And that's where it goes back to what you're saying about the best family times you've had have been piled up on the couch watching something together because their neurons actually shape around the, the, the memory and the experience. There's, there's that subtle shift of I'm part of a family mm-hmm. And we know the difference in children that don't have that. They don't have someone to go to. And you're not telling your kids, hey, I'm always going to be here for you. You can come. You're doing it. Yep. And what do they say? Um, I can't hear what you're saying because what you're doing speaks so loudly. That's so influential what we do. So when what we do as parents is the biggest thing. It's not what we own. It's not what we get them. It's not getting them everything that we didn't have. I love how you said that. I want to give them what I did have. Because I would offer that that's where the media has influenced it, too, is we need to give them the toys that you didn't have. But when you look at goodwill, if you will, everything our kids own are going to end up there eventually. But the things that really matter, that we're, we're judged by God by what we did... We'll never go into a thrift shop because it can't. It's yep. invisible. It's mm-hmm. love. It's the, it's the fruit of the spirits in Galatians five twenty two. In contrast, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. And I'm caught by the fact that the first one is love. And if you have that, I would think that all the others kind of branch off of it, because the kids know it doesn't mean that we're perfect and we and we do everything with a smile on our face. But when it's grounded in, in love, we can apologize, we can, we can make better, we can move through it, and we come back to God. But, you know, you look at that, um, the, the, the biblical quote you just gave, Galatians, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Galatians, mm-hmm. Um, just says gal. <laughs> <laughs> Did they have a guy? <laughs> Shorthand, yes. Um, look at the fruit of the Spirit of, is love. Okay, now you take somebody who's um, doesn't believe mm-hmm. okay doesn't believe there's a spirit doesn't believe anything and and then you take them and put them in the field of psychology or marriage and family counseling or something okay. like that psychiatry whatever the the, the, the deal with the human condition mm-hmm. and 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 you say okay let's read this in contrast the fruit of the spirit is and this is from thousands of years ago, mm-hmm. is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. They'd have to go, wow. I, I don't know if it's the fruit of the Spirit, but that's good stuff. Right. That's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Really good stuff. There wouldn't be one of those things that anyone that has to deal with people with problems wouldn't agree that these would be very helpful. Oh, to that good person. point. Right. You know, as opposed to saying, well, we've learned that joy is not a good thing. <laughs> or, you know, our studies show us that generosity, that that's a, right. a recipe for failure. There's nothing in there. That's and, true. And it's it's the thing that that always convinces me about the truth of the Bible, the hand of God in the Bible. Mm. The 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 words of Jesus mm-hmm. are true because how could somebody 2,000 years ago have put those words in there that are completely, nobody, everybody loves Jesus. Mm-hmm. Even non-Christians, they, they love Jesus mm-hmm. um, because everything he says is, is really good. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really good. And if you followed it, you 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 say it would that would actually work. It mm-hmm. would really be a better world if we loved our neighbor as ourselves. If we loved our enemy, which is really hard, right? You know, it would. It's hard to do. And what do I do if my enemy has a gun and is shooting it at me? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. there, there were all these these questions. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. Uh, but I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your heavenly Father, for he makes the sun rise on the bad and the good and causes rain to fall on the just and the unjust. So all the things Jesus says, are they might be hard to do, mm-hmm. but I've, I've never heard anybody say, well, that, w- that, w- that would just make things worse. I've never true. heard anybody say that because that's true. Because you you know, it you know, those are those are all good things, mm-hmm. right? And all so, good things. And so we as parents, we we mold them, if you will, and by having that, providing that opportunity as they come home, not just in carpool when you're whisking around, because that becomes the primary source of that. That's part of it because you have to be with your kids when you're with your kids and whatever that looks like. And, and families go through seasons. But if you keep the, the model of having that downtime, you know, everybody piled on the couch was just a beautiful um, picture. That, that casualness, you just how kids, they just bring things up. And how the Bible, just when looking up one thing, it just fuels us. And what, one of the best things I loved about it when my kids were teen, older teenagers like yours are, is you could find a, just create a short list of scripture and say, okay, what do you guys want to talk about? Yeah. And just let's just have a, a conversation about it and see what this means. And then to watch them do it and talk about it. Because that's how we help them prepare for the world. And we're doing, it's, it's, it's a high standard to teach them to love, but it's actually very simple, but it's actually very difficult, especially when they're dealing with, with the tough part. You know, like you said, he, he makes the sun rise on the bad and the good. And it was Mother Teresa that said, you may be the only page of the gospel someone reads today. Mm-hmm. So by us being kind to them, we just don't know how we're going to affect them. Um, certainly it's not going to get any worse, but we were called to. And, and it goes on further in the Bible that how much even thieves are kind to each other. So mm-hmm. how much are we really doing if we're only kind to people that we're called to? And that's a subtle point that children need a lot of help in. Just generically as human beings, it's harder to navigate that path. And that's where the parents come in and the extended family, that huge piece. Yes, everything you're saying. And so it's like... It's almost like the the distractions have become so subtle, and now they're just interfering with so much. I know a lot of parents feel overwhelmed by it all, by the expectation, how am I going to navigate this? You don't have to actually navigate it. You just put God back in the center. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly, exactly mm-hmm. right. The, the other thing I found as a parent is, from a very young age, um, encourage them to bring their friends by. Mm-hmm. Welcome their friends, you know. Um, not just to, you know, not to do a, some sort of a litmus test on who their friends are. No, but no. just, and 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 uh, I, I wouldn't want to get into the uh, habit of trying to raise other people's children and, right. and you know like that. That's their. That's right. The, God gave those children to them to raise. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to start saying, well, you can, well, you can't do that, or you right. should, you know. And and obviously you 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 are concerned about who your children are associating with, but just let them know that yeah, bring a bring a, a friend home after school, and mm-hmm. we'll have rice krispies and right, you know, and and we'll talk. Or and that's we'll, community. Or that's, play in the backyard community. or whatever. And, right. And but the one thing you can do is is model, you know, not not intentionally, but but they see what you do in your family. You mm-hmm. they see how you treat each other and and you make them a part of that you, you know you don't mm-hmm. try to be their parent no but and and that i think even even more attaches your child to 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 the community and to the home and that that oh for your child when yeah, you bring other children yeah, that's bring, true you are building bring, community bring your friends here right you know don't always Especially as they get to be teenagers, yeah, you know they're all going off and oh, I'm going to go to Billy's house and you don't hear from him for four hours and you right, go, you sort of know who Billy is maybe, mm-hmm. you know and 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 there's there's going to be a lot of that naturally because uh, they 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 
they're trying to be adults, mm-hmm. you know, and one day right. they're going to be. So they, they're, they're they, in they training. They're yes. the AAA of adulthood. You know, they're uh-huh. not in the major leagues yet, but they're, AAA, they're yes. trying to get there, you right. know. And, and so you, got, you obviously have to let them do that sort of mm-hmm. stuff or, or you're going to have a disaster when they go off to college. True. Because, um, or you're never going to hear from them again when they go off to college, one mm-hmm. or the other, because it's been too much of something. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do have to ultimately be their own people. Mm-hmm. That's how God designed it, it exactly. right? Exactly. I mean, right. it says, the other thing it says in the good book is, is the day comes when you go away and you become man and wife right? and you leave your home, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, it's still your family, it's mm-hmm. your, but it's your extended family. And now this is your family. I mean, I look now when I say, when I say family, I'm including everybody, but mm-hmm. um, including Aunt Mary, who's a real presence and loves uh-huh. my kids. She's my oldest sister. Oh. But, but the, when I say, well, in our family, we do this, or in our mm-hmm. family, we like Friday night because of this, I'm talking about my wife and our children. Right. You know. Uh-huh. Um, and then the other people, the the aunts and uncles and grandma and grandpa, they're the extended family, and they're still part of our family, sure. Mm-hmm. But it is what the good book says. You go away. You, right. You, at some point in your life, you go away and you start your own family right right it's kind of like we pass the baton and then they yeah, have to I run mean, their and, own race and, uh, it, it has to be that way because because i have all this family mm-hmm. and shelly has all of family mm-hmm, on true. the other side right who i mean uh, you can be as accepting and loving and you're never going to feel toward them the way you feel toward your own brothers right. and sisters right you know mm-hmm. um and so if, if, if we were both trying to still be part of those families, yeah, you're going mm-hmm. to family reunions and you're going to your mom's birthday party or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. It's still part of your family community, extended family. Yeah. Right. But, but your real family now is what the, the kids you've brought into the world. Yes. And, 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 they, and like at a wedding, that's why it's I do and I do. Right. Not they will from either side speaking in and and that's important and when we when we do that and to understand that picture so when you invite other people's children in you're also allowing them to build their community with your family and seeing right. and that's there is something I'm noticing in with teenagers now that the parents are not giving them that healthy strong space to just come over and and be with our family and when I did it with my kids the kids flocked because I was going to stay up I was going to cook and so on. And so they had an adult to run things by. Yeah, and it was, you probably had good snacks too. I did. Yeah. I did. And, and I remember one time I was headed to bed and I heard the crew coming up the <laughs> sidewalk and I turned right around, went back in the kitchen, pulled out the flour, threw it around. So it looked like I'd already been doing it. Not like I was to, to and, and, my son would disappear with, with his friends, but then the friends always stayed, in, the others always stayed in the kitchen because they had an adult, which was fascinating. This is midnight. I wanted to go to bed for sure. But because they had an adult that would listen to them and help them figure things out yeah. just in whatever no, I, way. I mean, I remember when one of our kids was about, I think about six, maybe junior in high school, mm-hmm. something like that. It was about, 11 o'clock at night Shelly and I had gone to bed but we have a our bedroom kind of faces the street mm-hmm. and uh, on a like a summer night you leave the windows open to mm-hmm. catch that sea breeze and so the so the the windows they've got screens on them but they the windows are open uh-huh. uh, but the shades are t- but you're still letting that air in right and all of a sudden we heard the giggles of teenage girls uh-huh. on our front lawn and you kind of peek, right? peek out. Don't turn a light on or anything. Right? Kind of peek out. They were teepeeing. We had a big cher- oh tree in the, in the front yard. And and they were having so much fun mm-hmm. because they loved our son. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I mean, yes. They're all, it was they're good all friends. natured yeah. fun. Yes. And it's a pain. It is. Yes. <laughs> it takes till a, a, a couple of really good storms for it all right. to come down, especially because some of it's way. Uh-huh. Of course, it was during the time of the TP shortage a couple of years ago. Well, that so was we a real treasure. So we got a lot of free then. TP right. too. But, <laughs> but, but, and, and 
my wife and I just had to to restrain our giggles instead of hey, what are you doing out there? Right. You know, and just don't no, let them do it. Right. Let them do it. They had so much fun. Mm-hmm. And our son, of course, the next day he was like, he. And we have neighbors though that moved here from Europe and are just beginning to learn the American traditions. The American, and, and they really, they thought, oh, how terrible. What, oh. what ha- well, look what happened oh. to you. And we were trying to explain oh, that my gosh. this was a, this was a, a typical prank right. that hasn't gotten old after a no. hundred years or right. whatever. And, um, and it was, it wasn't a bad, th- it was, uh, the kind of thing that makes you laugh. Right. Pe- right. You know, You'd get emails from people saying, see, you guys got TP'd, oh. huh, didn't you? You know, like, you must yes. have a teenager, you know. Right. And, and that kind of stuff. And, um, But they, they're, they're going to, you know, they're trying to be adults, ultimately. Mm-hmm. And we have to provide the guardrails, if we you have will. To, yeah, guardrails is a, good, is, a good, yeah. is a good term. We have to almost and, give them the arena to come, but then hold the boundaries and, for you them. You know, and, and, then, and then there's, I mean, there's the, the real serious stuff like drugs and alcohol and driving a car and Mm -hmm. things like that that aren't they aren't fun and games and they Mm -hmm. aren't there's not there's not one size fits all right there's no size fits all Mm -hmm. you know um you 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 got to really take that driving seriously Mm -hmm. you know when you're driving that car there's you're you're paying attention, right? I remember with my my son, a whole group of them got it loaded in the SUV, and we're going down to the coast for something for the day to the beach. And I'd looked around all at all eight of them, and I said, on the way home, you all stay awake. Yeah. No one gets yeah. to sleep, yeah. and you Be- all wear your seatbelts, right? And nobody's so everyone had responsibility. So that's how we form for form it for them, and and parents as we we parents parents are feeling kind of beleaguered, if you will, kind of exhausted right now. But I think. By choosing to put God back in the center and spending that time in prayer together, like even if it's total chaos and the family is disordered and everything is a mess, start back. The parents start back in prayer. God, guide us. And then it's a slow process to regain control. But I, it, And part of it that's really helpful is paying attention to those opportunities when the kids will say something. And right. I caught wind of something and started listening a little more intently. Well, my son's friends in high school, older high school, they were driving. The parents were, 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 they were going to houses that were empty, very dangerous, and for all the obvious reasons. And, um, and, so, and, the par- and some of the parents were okay with that, and I was not. Because, I, I, plus the fact, I didn't like the fact they were making decisions for my son. Yeah. by giving him which was not what, I, what we thought was best so i invited them over and i stayed up and i made the food and so they could have a safe place and they loved it they did it they did it twice and they stayed till dawn mm-hmm. and then and and making them breakfast and then it was time for them to go home and sleep but that to, for me to step into the the chaos, if you will, because I caught a thread of it, and to ex- and and Lord, get me through this. Show me what to do. And it was it was revolutionary almost to to, to step into that because the current culture is well, they'll have to figure it out. Well, how can they if they don't have an adult alongside them? They're going to and somebody had said it, and it's very true. They're making adult decisions based on childhood experiences, and so we have to walk alongside them, remembering that I am responsible for what I can be because I can't. There is no formula. I can't make it perfect and make it all work perfectly how I would like it to be but if I've got God in the center and he brings that to my attention I have responsibility for what I know about and it's sometimes it's walking into fire but to do what we know is right because ultimately it's helping the kids and I used to chaperone the dances at a, at a public high school up in Eldorado County and it was everything that you see in the movies that you don't want your kids doing and I can tell you I did it half a dozen times every single time I'd be in the thick of it where the teachers never will go because it's so risky for them sure and but I was I was a parent and I, I, I'm busting through nope nope stop turn around face each other you got to dance da, 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 doing, holding them t- every single time they would look me in the eye and say what are you doing here and I took a breath thinking, okay, you're half again as big as me. I would say, well, I'm, I'm protecting you from what, what Hollywood and society have given you that you're not ready for. And there was always that pause. And I thought, okay, here, I'm going to get creamed. Nobody's going to see me. They'll find me later. Every single time they said, why are you the only one? Hmm. Gave me pause every single time. 
They wanted someone to be there and to, to be that guardrail to say, no, society, I'm not letting this happen. Well, a, lot, a lot of it, I think the, the hardest, one of the hardest part of parenting is in any group of kids, there can be almost a, a, a ringleader has too, mm-hmm. too negative of a sound, but, but somebody with a much stronger personality than others. Leadership. And, that, and it's yes. hard for someone to stand, you know, yes. the, the, you know, maybe they went to a party or something and they're, there's drinking going on or mm-hmm. drugs going on. And you're sort of like, um, you know, how do they say no? When right. everybody else is doing, or when right. the ringleader's doing it, you know, and, right. and it's and hard. It's it it's it's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, <laughs> it's it's um, that, that's difficult stuff. Especially, it it's hard to infuse infuse self confidence into a kid. Mm-hmm. Some some kids are naturally shy. Yeah, naturally. Um, don't have that self-confidence mm-hmm. um, for whatever reason. I mean, confidence sometimes has a, a sort of a negative connotation, like a, like they're cocky or something. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. they're arrogant. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to be able to have that self-confidence to stand up. And not you don't even have to be an aggressive. You just got to say, you know, I'm going to go home. This isn't for me. Right. You know, you guys... You guys do what you want to do. I'm not judging you. Or right. Maybe I am by leaving. Right. But but to to say, hey, I'm 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 going to go home. Right. Or I'm not going to get in the car because you've been drinking. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's not a or or you've got beer in this car. Or right. And we know. have to anticipate for our kids. We have to anticipate yeah, and, what and, they and might run into. I hate to say that that's going to be. It's not the dorm, mm-hmm. but it's probably. A, a rare teenager that that hasn't happened to a time or two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just, it just, it just is, you right. know? Um, and you, 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 well, just from a safety standpoint, you're playing with fire, I mean, mm-hmm. but, and they don't from, realize the consequences from the, the moral severity. standpoint and everything else. And, but, but having, you know, you, you want them to have that self-confidence mm-hmm. and, but it's not always easy. Them no. to have it, you know? And I would offer that, that, that the roots of it go back to watching what just being just being present with your children in the moment, whether it's when you're driving, doing dishes or whatever, but just being present to hear that the change in voice that the, 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 to see, to ask and just to make yourself available to talk while you're doing something else, because then you learn more about your child, how you said that they're all different. And then you can and that gives them you just don't know what we're going to give them. But if we we, we depend on. We, we follow what God's asking us to do, but we also depend on him. Open my ears so I hear that thread, that they're, that what they're saying underneath. Give me wisdom, if you will, the, to, to get so I can help them because only you truly know what they're facing. But we as parents, we can ask for when we put God in the center is rely on him very overtly i mean directly okay there you gave them to me help me show me give me wisdom perseverance and and it's like we step up in a stronger more clear role it's not whether we take over but on the god side if you will we we stand up in a in a stronger pose yeah some of these situations there's not a clear answer but it's always clear that you should ask for help that you could ask god for that's where personal arrogance comes in like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna handle this one I'll 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 ask God when yeah when it's over when things right. get really rough or mm-hmm. you know um, no you, you know it's, it's like there are times where, where I've just said God I you know where where it's really like you're really divided sometimes not as divided between two good things but sometimes it's it's you're just not sure what's the right path mm-hmm. you just say God just I don't even need the reason why. Just make me take the path you want me to take. Mm, you know, okay. whatever, whatever. That's whatever surrender, is, make, right? That's yeah. surrender. And that that's acknowledging you are God, I am not. That's yeah, surrender. Yeah, and, Show I, me the way because it's cloudy. Because it's really cloudy. Right. You know, I mean, there, there are lots of times where, you know, you're 90% this way and 10% this way. But every now and then you're you're really 50-50 and you're torn. Mm-hmm. You, you say, God, I... I really need help with this one. 
mm-hmm. you know, and um, just just you you can make me think that I ended up choosing this or make me think, but whatever path I take, make make it be the one you want me to take. Right, and then it's coming back every day, every evening, and and praying. Give me um, confidence. Show me that I did take the right way. Guide me in the next one. And it's developing our relationship with God to hear his voice, to recognize his guidance. And so we become closer to him. And then that helps us. But it's a it's a daily thing. And it's not it's not big. I think it's actually seamless in our lives. But we have to we have to put it back, um, put the orient of what's who's doing what, what really is my peace and and seeing ourselves as God's heart and hands, he's not talking from the burning bush anymore, but he needs to, and he wants to, but we are the peace in between because we pray, our prayers are so different. Like we have authority, spiritual authority over our children, right? And even when they're adults, we still have spiritual influence that if you pray for your kids, it's different than if I pray for your kids. There's actually a, a, a divine difference when they are our children, even when they're adults. And so when we step into that space, then we, not only are, does he reach to us, what do they say when we, when we reach one hand to God, he reaches two towards us? Mm-hmm. So when we reach for him and say, Lord, help me with this. How? Guide me. This is confusing. There's so many factors. I'm getting so much pushback. And if the family's a mess and you're trying to reorient your sales, the miracles happen. The small, subtle pieces happen. I remember once when my daughter uh, was was still living at home and um, was going to a place, a party that was not, I did not, it was not good on any standard. And I was praying about it because it was too much pushback. It was not going to work because she was, I think, 20 at the time. And um, so I prayed about it. And I kept hearing, make lasagna. I'm like, what? <laughs> How am I going to fix things by making lasagna? God's Italian? It seems to be. <laughs> seems to be. So I happened to have some in the freezer, so I did the warm lasagna. It was a Wait winter a night. Was it Stouffer's? <laughs> you didn't actually make it. You just fought it. <laughs> uh, yes, actually, I did. Yes, yes. And the the in the time it took, the smell, the warmth, the blankets. Yeah, that'll do it. I didn't have to do a thing. She didn't go anywhere. So we don't always know the solution that God's going to provide. The lasagna answer. That's good. That it is. I like but it. but see, I went to him pleading because I couldn't stop the world. I couldn't go kneel in prayer. It was definitely yeah. that missile prayer straight from my heart to the throne of God. Yeah. You know, Saint Peter saying it's Jane on the phone again. <laughs> you know, help me with this. This has got nothing good to it. What am I going to do? And, and, and learning to listen, to hear that prompting. It'll be an idea, or it could be subtle, it could be overt, or you'll just find yourself doing it, or it doesn't show up right away, but then things transpire. But we keep, when we keep putting ourselves, hey, I remember that you're there. I remember that I am the space between the first three commandments and the bottom six, honor thy father and mother. Now that's directed towards children, towards their parents. However, that's speaking to the importance of parenthood. And so when we fully grasp that, the influence we have and the responsibility we have, wow, we have to go back to God. This is just too big. And there's too many things. There's too many darts coming at children right now. And we can't fight all the darts are coming from too many places, but I can go back to God. I can bring that in and he'll give him the strength and the perseverance. Everything he says he's going to do, he certainly seems to, doesn't he? never failed me no not, not once not no once. jane always a joy oh thank you it's good to be here thanks so much god bless everyone thanks for listening we'll talk to talk with you this portion of the bishop's hour is brought to you by a grant from the saint vincent de paul society drop by and shop at the thrift store a beautiful beautiful thrift store at 2275 watt avenue open mondays through saturdays from 10 to 8 and sundays from 11 to 6 They also accept donations at the store, donations of furniture, appliances, clothing, books, everyday household items. Your donations help to fund the many projects of the St. Vincent de Paul Society throughout the Diocese of Sacramento. Do such wonderful, wonderful work, and the thrift store is uh, one of the the ways they uh, raise the funds to help people throughout the diocese, and also uh, uh, many of their clients are able to access the uh, thrift store for uh, items that they need. You can uh, give them a call. They will come pick it up as well, but you can uh, give them a call. They're at 916 
972-1212. And remember, again, the thrift store is open uh, seven days a week at 2275 Watt Avenue right here in Sacramento. Well, Bishop Soto refers to Christ the King Retreat Center as the jewel of the diocese, and indeed it is. What a beautiful oasis it is. It's located in Citrus Heights, uh, right in the hustle and bustle of the city, and you feel like you're getting away from it all when you uh, turn off the main road and just uh, uh, come into Christ the King Passionist Retreat Center. Christ the King has served Northern California and the Diocese of Sacramento for over 60 years through parish weekend retreats, individual spiritual direction, and a variety of other programs. For information on all the programs that they offer, including residential programs, give them a call. They're at 916-725-4720, or you can visit them at 6520 Van Maren Lane in Citrus Heights. And we certainly thank uh, the St. Vincent de Paul Society and Christ the King Passionist Retreat Center for their fine and longstanding support of the Bishop's Hour. This portion of the Bishop's Hour is brought to you by a grant from the Mercy Foundation, enriching lives in the Sacramento region through Sisters of Mercy Ministries in health care, education, housing, and the care for the poor and elderly. For the Mercy Foundation, philanthropy is one of the most powerful expressions of compassion and love. Just as many people in our community need a hand, countless others are reaching out to them with comfort and hope. You can express your care and concern for the less fortunate with a gift to the Mercy Foundation. Uh, you can give them a call, 916-851-2700. That's 916-851-2700. And you can be confident that fully 100% of your contribution will support the Sisters of Ministry of Mi Mercy Ministry or Ministries that you choose. And what a wonderful treasure Easter's Catholic Books and Gifts has been for all of us here in the diocese as they uh, uh, transition uh, into uh, uh, new ownership and management. Uh, they continue to offer wonderful workshops, wonderful uh, uh, resources for the Catholic community throughout the Diocese of Sacramento. Not only does Easter's provide a wide array of Catholic books, both current releases and longtime classics, but they also sponsor a number of valuable workshops and lectures throughout the year. They're, they're located at 6916 Sunrise Boulevard in Citrus Heights. Give them a call, 916-338-7272. We also receive a generous underwriting support by Crumley & Associates, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services. If you have questions about retirement, Crumley & Associates can help you with their confident retirement approach that can help define a clear roadmap to get you where you want to go. You can uh, contact them, get all the details at Crumley & Associates, 7956 California Avenue in Fair Oaks. They're at 916-638-4600. That's 916-638-4600. Four six zero zero, and we uh, are, are certainly uh, appreciative of the uh, fine and uh, long-standing support of the Mercy Foundation, of Easter's Catholic Books and Gifts, and of Crumley and Associates. We'd like to thank all the wonderful people and organizations, uh, businesses in town. Uh, and throughout the Diocese of Sacramento, who have provided underwriting for the Bishop's Hour, uh, some in the last few years, some uh, have been with us for a very long time. If you would like to be an underwriter for the Bishop's Radio Hour, uh, it's a wonderful opportunity to, to support this mission and also to support the diocese and also uh, to get some uh, recognition for uh, your organization or for your business. The easiest way to do this is to uh, give us a shout, send us an email, radio at scd.org, and we can give you all the details about uh, helping to underwrite the Bishop's Radio Hour. Again, that's radio at scd.org. <laughs> 